Okay, so we're just was talking about how um, things are different now with in regards, at least in our experience. I can't speak for everybody, but when we would take Amy to see Dr. Rabi, Dr. Rabi would spend a chunk of time with her and yeah. talk to her. At least half, yeah. I think. At least yeah, half the appointment like, yeah. or more, maybe 30 minutes or something. Yeah. And then he would always bring us in and Amy yeah. would go to the waiting room and then we would discuss their, like, conversation to a point like he, yeah. he you know there's yeah, privileges and stuff yeah. like that but yeah. the things we needed to know and yeah. help us give us some guidance and then this went on for a very long time before medication mm-hmm. um two years right i think I, I think it was a year a year okay. it was quite a while because okay. i think you might have been like 13 by the time you got into him yeah, maybe that's it, why it I've took always a thought while, it was years, but, yeah, but I, sense, I thought so. it was two years too. I thought could be. Did you go yeah. on at fourteen or? I honestly don't remember how old I was when I first went on antidepressants, but I was pretty sure I was seeing Rabbi for at least a year. Well, it was a, a yeah. minimum a year, yeah. and possibly two. Oh, I know. No, it was about a year. It yeah. was a couple of years before you went to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. what it was. Yeah. What was the first med you went on? Uh, Celexa. Was okay. it Celexa? Yeah. Yes. And that was the only one, or did like that I was, can't remember. Did you, did you write it down at all? Uh, I'm just curious. Like, yeah, I, I just it's you were on quite a few I though. Freaking believe how quick you were on my Prozac me- too. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh, oh I'm pretty school. sure. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ciprolex, I believe, was the first. I believe I did write it down somewhere. Um, okay. Then it was Effexor, Then it was Prozac, and then it was Wellbutrin. Right. Yeah, okay. So you had four or five. And well, Butrin was post ECT, if yes. I recall. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Same yeah, as here. Cohen. Yeah. 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 Celexa was, it was. Yeah. They usually start to look at alternative methods once you've tried unsuccessfully on three meds, like SSRIs, SNRIs, I think. Yeah. Give or take. And then well, Butrin, of course, is a, a different class, apparently, or whatever. But, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember how many. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't right away, and he and you know, looking back, I do appreciate that he didn't like immediately want to put me on medication, and maybe that was just the bad taste in my mouth from that first therapist that we seen. But yeah. um, yeah, looking back, that was a decent thing not to to go on, and I don't I don't remember um, feeling any real changes. I suppose like even when I was in my writing in my journal and looking back, um, it didn't really seem to be much difference in the, at least um, the Celexa and then in the Effexor. Um, I did notice though, as I was journaling that when I went on Prozac, I, my mood was changing and I, I can't really remember a lot of that time, but that was definitely like a huge, um, I became really numb and like very, like, I felt like I was just floating and the world was spinning and I was standing still and I didn't really feel that at the time, but I look back at my writing and I can see that I, my mood shifted a lot when I was on Prozac and not for the better. I felt really numb and really like apathetic and just... Maybe not heavy, but just not there. Interesting. Yeah. Almost okay. numb. Yeah. So yeah. this must have been a horrible feeling. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that whole time was relatively unpleasant. Um, yeah. But, you know, those those drugs affect everybody differently. And that's just mm-hmm. my experience with Prozac. And sure. like I said, the other two, I, I don't remember any real changes from my mood. But Prozac seemed to have that effect on me. Well, we I have, would think, well, as I was going to say, as I would recall that, yeah, that you just weren't getting better on them. Yeah. So that's why we would switch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't particularly remember the, the Prozac thing, uh, but I do remember times where you your mood was a lot darker or you were a lot more sad. Probably was that time. 
Yeah. Um, Prozac, I was in, they put it, me on it when I was in the hospital, I'm pretty sure. Okay. okay. That's okay. maybe, yeah. Based yeah. on my rating in the timeline, I believe sure. I was in the hospital when I was well, on they, Prozac. Well, they usually go back to Prozac, I think, at a certain point if they've tried others because it's the oldest of that generation. Yeah, of, the and, and it has the most, uh, like, research and study, too. Yeah. So I think there's a safety issue there. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, we, we found that with Colin. We talked about, too, like, the, the every time there was a med change, there'd be some sort of a... Uh, he had a really hard time acclimating, but do you recall like ho- uh, like it being hard to get on or off of any of them? No, I didn't have a whole lot of lot of difficulty. I think um, Wellbutrin, which was the final one that I was on, I I noticed the side effects a little bit more, but they weren't horrible for me, and I never really had a hard time getting on or off them. And I, maybe Effexor, I think I got a little like moodier when coming off of it, and yeah. I think Effexor is a little bit of a harder that, one. Yeah, that I remember weaning totally that one slower, yeah. but. No, for the most part, I didn't. I didn't really have a hard time acclimating or coming off. I didn't really feel like any different. Okay. Yeah. So you would have been then. Well, I know you were sixteen because you're you're in July. So were you sixteen? Were you come out of the hospital or when you went in? When I went in, I was sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, that's right too. Yeah. Yeah, that's young. But yeah, I do remember that's... how I do remember the conversation with Doctor Ravi about that quite clearly talking about next steps because you were suffering so badly and it was just terrible to watch Mm -hmm. and what we could do because like I think at that point were you feeling suicidal very suicidal yeah Yeah. I was suicidal for a long time um very very much so so I was I had plans I had I didn't have like a date or anything picked out but I was you know and this is again my experience but it was always that light that I knew I had an escape so I always like had it in my back pocket like I just Mm -hmm. I I have this it's okay so if if anything ever gets too bad I have this and that actually kept me going for a while um but you know that again it got to a point where I was like I don't like when I like slept for 20 hours like I was like ready to just stop so it was like the right time because I was definitely very suicidal yeah oh god Well, I think we saw in you, too, that, you know, you were giving up. And I think that's what the doctor saw as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember him telling us, like, you know, like we talked about that. He said, this is our other option right now. Mm-hmm. And so there, there was one of the driving forces was that we were worried that we wouldn't get a handle on this before, God forbid, something that you did do something. Yeah. And I mean, then... We didn't know how to check in about suicide. Well, yeah. not really. I mean, no, we, not really. We, or we, we didn't feel as free to ask about it directly. I think. Yeah. Um, not for not for anything other than just it being kind of awkward, right? I mean, and, and I just don't think not we relating, knew that sadly. it was the right thing to do. No, uh, but I and plus I think too we have to forgive ourselves a little bit because we were seeing Doctor Abby two months was it or was it once a month oh i think it was once a month so yeah there was always this at least there was a a, a future visit and we could Mm -hmm. get the latest and he would always tell us there's no plan talking about it derby derp you know like the and that that was kind of where we well i'm gonna be like right up front and honest i snooped in your journal i know you did (laughs) because i was so worried that something was gonna happen and it was the only way that I felt like I could keep you safe at home. 
yeah. was to see if there was something that you had planned. And I remember like taking mi pills, finding stockpiles of pills. Yeah. And razor blades. I used under to the steal lamp. the razor blades if I found them. <laughs> yes. Um, there was. You like, always have more of it. There was. Yeah. There was like there was. I mean, we weren't oblivious. Yeah. To yeah. what was going on, and I mean, every single time you went in your room, it was like yeah. the worst feeling. Like. Yeah, the door would. We shut. can yeah. only do so much here. Like, have we done enough? You know, yeah. I'd go in and check, look at you and stuff, but. Yeah. There's that like. Yeah. Just sinking, awful feeling. Yeah. You know? Um, did you, like, I I know that uh, you did use marijuana on and off, maybe maybe constantly through there. I don't remember, but um, was there ever anything else in the high, in the high school times? No. Um, I was pretty lazy for the most part. Like, and yeah. I say that, like, I was depressed and I didn't really want to go and find these things and I wasn't really that yeah. interested. I did smoke marijuana for a while um on and off but i never was like i I'd never go out and get it myself it yeah. was always just like there so i would do it and same with drinking i would never want to go find somebody to boot for me it was just too much effort course, so yeah. i was i was in that in in high school when i was in the height of my depression i really wasn't medicating with drugs and alcohol at mm -hmm. all and that was actually like you know i'm such a meticulous planner i had to i wanted to make sure if I was going to do something, I would do it right. So I would always like, that's why I could never get it out in, like never do it, I guess, which is a good thing in the end. And, yeah. you know, um, but I'd always like, I wouldn't be able to find what I needed to do it right. So I wouldn't do it. Which yeah. is stupid. No, that's, that's, no, yeah. everyone has a different story. Yeah. I was just curious about that because uh, obviously, you know, we always knew that, uh, well, the drugs would at least be better in the suburbia than, yeah. <laughs> than in the inner city. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just don't know because we learned again so much more through Cohen's journey and, you know, your mom and I are just complete idiots when it comes to drugs. Like we just had, haven't used, so dumb. you know, don't di we didn't know what to look for. Um, but you know, I wondered if, if we had even missed anything around that time, but obviously well, it's, we it's knew a, you were smoking marijuana because yeah. you were doing it at home on the deck or uh, yeah, we'd <laughs> smell, smell outside. I get, yeah. I mean, between that smell and the garlic bread, <laughs> the garlic bread. but I mean, back, back that, I mean, we're talking 2008, Right, yeah. So yeah. It, then yeah. it's not like it is now even. It's yeah. like, you know, now it's just, that's, it's legal. Yeah. I mean. Well, of course, yeah. And it was, you know, we were, we knew it was on its way to being legal then too. It may not still be something that you really care about personally, but, you know, it is, a, it's at least now the taboo's kind of gone. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. No, I never, I never was that into drugs as a, as a teenage, my teenage years yeah. at all. So. Um, that came later. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure, Do you remember? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, yeah, if, um, like, do you remember a turning point, like, after the ECT sessions? Like, we, I don't think we need to go into ECT in particular because we did that with Cohen's we'll Talk discussion. a little bit about her experience because well, it might help somebody yeah. else that goes through it and then... Like, not what it is, but, like, feel her your experience. experiences yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I mean, if you want to get to that point, I did go to the hospital when I was 16 and um, started out in the Royal Alex as a gateway to get into the Glen Rose, yeah, which is where right. I was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to have Dr. Rabi as my doctor because he was in a different unit. He was in the younger kids unit and I was in the older kids. That's so true. I had to have a different yeah. doctor. And that was a hard transition because I did not like my psychiatrist. <laughs> no, he was, that was a bad experience. Um, so interesting. Isn't I it? was just going to quickly <laughs> say um, on that note that Dr. Rabi, I remember the conversation clearly. He said, I don't really want to put her in the Royal Alex. Yeah. 
But if I don't, she needs to be in the Glenrose, which is, um, there's a mental health ward there. It's a rehabilitation. And that's where she needs to be. But I'm afraid if we don't get moving, yeah. you know, we need to get moving is what he said. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to put her in there yeah. first. So that's what we did. But yeah. you were very apathetic when we went in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember because I admitted you. Yeah. And uh, you you did not, you didn't, you, you, you didn't care. I remember that clearly. And it was just, it was the worst feeling to see you like that. Do you remember, was it Warren or Darren? I'm not sure. I think it was Darren. Uh, we saw him a couple, like a year or so ago, whatever. But yeah, he, he said, I remember you, him asking you a question when we admitted you because they took all your belongings and I don't think you were happy no. about that. And they went through everything and he asked you something and you said, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. And he said, well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. We're here for you till you care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The staff, I tell Amazing. you. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Saints. Yeah. And we encountered some of the same staff when we went with Colin, you know, 12 years later. Uh, Mm. But that was our first introduction through with you. And it was, yeah. Yeah, no, I was really blessed with those nurses that I had. And then like I, the whole experience going in the Royal Alex ward was rather unpleasant. It's a very jarring experience because if you don't have any freedoms, they come and check on you all the time. Like I remember I wrote, I didn't even have a pillow for a while and they wouldn't let me have a pillow oh <laughs> so like it's just it's not a pleasant experience going into a psychiatric ward because your freedoms are gone um yeah. but those nurses were amazing and they made yeah. it like i look back and i think wow those those are like such genuine human beings mm-hmm. they are yeah for sure yeah they really are so yeah. Th- amazing yeah so yeah. anyway i was and the in the uh, royal alex for a week um I don't really remember anything in particular, just that I didn't like it very much. And then I got to the Glen Rose and like you had a whole bunch more freedom and that was really nice. But for the most part, being pretty apathetic, like you said, it didn't really matter where I was. I'm just feeling what I feel. So it doesn't matter if I'm here or there. It's all the same. And I don't think like um, initially when you went in the Royal Alex, like I don't think we were allowed to take you out right away because of the state you were in. I like we weren't allowed to just take you out to Kingsway or I think you had to be in there for a little bit to make sure that, you know, that you were okay. And yeah. then we could sign you out after, but that might actually came after when you went back in there for ECT. Yeah. Um, they say, well, they told me that I couldn't leave for a week. And then after that they would consider at the Glen Rose. No, at the Royal, at the Royal Alex. Alec. Okay. Um, at the Glen Rose, I'm not, I don't remember exactly when I first went in there, but yeah, and then that was a bit of a different experience, but I mean, it's just kind of bizarre though. You know, you go from your home to this weird institutionalized kind of thing, and again, people are checking on you all the time. You have to get used to these people that you've never seen before, and um, I had a lot of, and even before I got admitted into the hospital, I, I guess the best way I can describe it was like imposter syndrome, where I thought, I am... I'm faking this, I and I can't stop, and I don't know how to stop, but I guess that's pretty common. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that either. Um, but yeah, I was like, I this is my fault. Like, I'm doing this to myself, and yeah. I can't stop. Like, how do I, how do I, like, this, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I'm not like these other kids. Like, it's, 
Um, oh, I yeah. like I'm this. I'm my fault that I'm like this. Like I'm making myself sick because I'm horrible. I like the attention or something like that, which is again that's part of depression. That's that mm-hmm. awful self narration that you have. Yeah. Um, and it's part society. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's part society, and you, we shot some people down. Yeah. Well, you may have been told that indirectly course. too. Yeah. You know, but yeah, through either movies, TV, books, yeah. or people even. Yeah. I'm attention seeking. I'm dramatic. You know, this is it's just yeah. horrible. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, I even kind of <laughs> am part of that too. I, I, uh, I used to try to, I think, joke around it a little bit. Yeah. To lighten it. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know my little drama queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that clearly wasn't very helpful. Well, no, but I mean, you just never, you don't know how you're going to react in these kind of situations. But I think going into the hospital setting and then seeing other really sick kids that really, you know, needed a lot of help. And then that just like amplified those like mm-hmm. imposter syndrome feelings. So yeah, those people are sick. I'm not that sick. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't deserve this help. They, other people deserve it more. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been a horrible feeling. The yeah. interesting thing is that at one point, I remember one specific, because you were the same idea, you'd come home on the weekends, yep. but you had to like have like contract or whatever, like there was something that had to be agreed upon that what you would do at home with yourself I and them. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was, but um, I just lost my train of thought. Well, they, yeah, they did definitely try to formalize, because again, you know, the all walks of life are coming into those those uh, yeah, those, mm-hmm. those those floors right so sometimes there's huge parental issues at home as well oh, yeah. or other I mean, really bad friends the so one they have time, to remember we came back the one time and lawn's face was scratched up and yeah. uh yeah i remember what happened yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. see that yeah. that time yeah i did oh, yeah that must have been pleasant but there was that one room they'd throw all the people if they were like basically freaking out they'd yeah. just throw them in big yeah. pattern this room. was in the glen no. rose yeah 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 and there was school there yeah. but i was gonna say that um like, I remember at one point you actually wanting to go back. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd come home on a Friday, go back on a Sunday. And I remember one Sunday in particular, you just, you were so unhappy. And you yeah. you wanted to go back. Yeah. yeah. You were starting to get more freedom or privileges or whatever. And, yeah. I, I think, think, I don't know, maybe you felt safe there. Yeah, or the, or you, you were thriving on the routine. Yeah. Or, or maybe triggers. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, do you, I, do you I honest- any of that? Honestly, I'm not sure what it was. I, I do remember the initial transition being awful. And I remember coming home on the weekend and then coming back and waking up Monday and realizing I was there and being just, I oh, felt bad. And then Tuesday being the worst day because there was still three days left in the week before I could go home and nothing happened on Tuesday. And then yeah. Wednesday was like the middle and there's still two more days. And like, it was like this, like nothing good. Like I remember that transition being like that. And then I'm not sure when it changed, but I think at that's... Least. I'm going to say, that sounds like adulthood to me. It, yeah, I know. It's literally, I, <laughs> so I was thinking poor. about that, like being at work and I'm like, oh yeah, Tuesday is Every still the worst day. Every day is the same. Yeah. At least Wednesdays was family night. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, why Wednesday us, yeah. was okay. Oh yeah, and then you guys would bring me a Pepsi and then I got to have that on Thursday and Thursday yeah. was okay because I got to have my Pepsi. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, and you were allowed to have friends like we brought, oh, I know you had, I think Danielle came, well, didn't she? Yeah. And, Daniel uh, and we brought that yeah. girl you worked with at Merle Norman. Yeah, the older one. The blonde. Yeah. What was her name? Yeah. forget her name. Brittany. Right. Was it Brittany? And I... No, it was another one. I recorded her. Oh, Brittany. Kristen? Kristen. Kristen. And I, I took her boyfriend into the studio That's and we right. recorded that song. Yeah. 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 You know, you did... Your your <laughs> friends did really care about you and... Yeah. 
you know, the yeah. family came and even the ones that you had sort of lost touch with. We saw Cohen go through that too. You know, like you, if, you know, if our memories are correct, you know, you had a kind of a core group of friends. Mm-hmm. And then as you kind of got more depressed, you, you kind of either they just faded off or you just didn't hang with them anymore anyway. And then, but I think some of them were still kind of there for you, right? Even when you came out, yeah. you start feeling better. Um, yeah, I did have that core group of friends and, um, and I don't fault any of them for this, but of course like, they don't, how do you, how do you handle a friend that's suicidal and in the hospital? Like, like, and you got your own things that you're going through. Like, yeah. so there's definitely, I remember feeling sad about the friends that didn't ask where I was or didn't know and didn't, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. come visit or anything like that. But that core group of friends did, maybe they didn't all come visit, but they made me like a binder and it was like, yeah. I still have it. Oh. All the things <laughs> that I liked and pictures and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. cool. I don't even remember yeah. that one. Yeah, I have to show that. you that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and that was that was really nice um, mm. to have that. But yeah, you do you do kind of see where your who your friends are and who who cares. And I don't want to say that because they didn't come visit me, they don't care. Yeah. Because they maybe just didn't know how to handle it, yeah. and that's fair. Yeah. Now, you were in the hospital for how long? I remember the conversation with Dr. Parsons about when it was time to start the ECT. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what he told us is that I'm afraid that she's going to commit suicide before we get yeah. a handle on it, so we need to look at the ECT treatments. Yeah. Do you remember that mm-hmm. conversation? Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure how long you were there, but then you went back over to the Royal Alec for the treatments. Yeah. 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 Um, and I've forgotten how many I had, but I wrote six. Six. Oh, yeah. I had, six. I had six. Well, I wrote six down, six to go, and then I didn't really write anything else yeah. after that, so I might have had six or seven. I thought it was 14, but I don't know why I well, had that That was number Cohen, I think. Okay, but I think what happened with you is yours fell over Easter. Yes. And there was a mix-up, and I, you were supposed to have it, and you didn't, and then they decided, well, are we going to back, like, how are we going to do this? So there was a problem. My first treatment was on a leap year, actually. It was February 29th. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh. 2008. Yeah, that's right. I'll um, never forget that. Yeah, because uh, we went through this with Cohen, too. There, You had an, a series of treatments, and I think there's a, a point where they s- expect to start seeing some results. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know Cohen didn't get it, and I don't think you hit it either. I think it was a pretty slow go. Yeah. Uh, but we we started to see something change, but I can't remember. Well, I remember what it was. I distinctly yeah. Okay, remember. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember now that you said yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Because it was amazing. Yeah. We came in to get you to take you out in the evening on our visit night. They were a lot more strict then. Yeah. And uh, so we came in and we were going to take you over to Kingsway and you saw me coming and you lit up and then I walked over to you and you put your arms around me. Yeah. <laughs> that hadn't happened in years. In Well, or... To, at least to that time. degree, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I got like, that. you put your face in my neck and you hugged me yeah. and you looked different. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I, do, I remember when it there was something that shifted in you. Yeah. yeah. Was it during these years or was it after? Oh, I think it was like probably part Probably-ish. towards the end of it or something. Because yeah. we were, you could come out with us and everything because i did end up with some freedom at the royal alex because i remember going and sitting in the big um big area there at the the royal alex hospital and just sitting by myself <laughs> and having like tim hortons or something yeah. yeah and being able like i got to walk off the ward kind of thing so um yeah. i did have some freedoms the second time around which uh, was a little more pleasant and i remember you talking about uh 
making that journey through the halls down underground. Yeah, to from the, the Glen Rose. Yeah, <laughs> when we were when I was in the Glen Rose, the, we would go to the tunnels underground, and they would always be carting food from the kitchens at the Alex to the Glen Rose. So you'd have to like you'd hear the carts like rattling through <laughs> these old dank, and they were doing construction <laughs> at the time too. So. But yeah, we would we would walk down from the Glen Rose to the cafeteria at the Royal Alex, and, and you yeah. made some friends there. Yes, at the Glen yeah. Rose. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Any any you're still in touch with? No, um, just over year over the years. We well, kinda, sure, yeah. Every once in a while, like it's been a couple years now, but we would occasionally be like, "Oh, hey, how are you doing?" But there was a few um, that I continued to have com- like communication with for at least a while. Yeah. But, you know, life moves mm-hmm. on. Of and course, yeah. And everything. Um, but then after, like, you were in the Royal Alec for a week and you went and had the ECT treatments and then you went back to the Glen Rose. Yeah. Yeah, and you were there. Uh, the whole time was five months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you had a long go of right, it. Right to the end of June, basically, yes. right? Yeah, and I remember I would take you to school at certain points during the week. And yeah. And I would drop you off and then go to work and then pick you up. And at the, the Glen end. Rose. Towards yeah. the end, yeah. Yeah, they, they transitioned you home. Yeah. So you would stay only bit. certain yeah, nights. Yeah, it was a couple nights a week or something I would stay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the, the shock treatment. I never really, I didn't remember any profound changes. And I wrote in my journal too, like, I don't feel any different. This isn't working. I don't want to do this anymore. And it being like that, well, yeah. this is the last ditch effort. So what oh do I have God, to do anymore? Right. Horrible. Um, yeah. But I think they're really was a change it just wasn't a dramatic one yeah. mm-hmm. um because i and then like you know they stopped the treatments early and they went back to the Glen rose and you know there was discussion on like what to do next like and then yeah. i think after shortly after that i started wellbutrin off the prozac onto wellbutrin mm-hmm. and then there was a lot of improvement from that point on yeah. so i think that ect had a big hand in it but yeah. i don't know don't know what it was but I remember really liking to get ECT because I got to sleep all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have to, they didn't wake too. me up. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to go to school that day. Sleep, yeah. Is, yeah. sleep is your friend. Yeah, yeah I, uh, <laughs> that was my, my escape for sure. Did yeah. you find that uh, how it affected your memory? Yeah, so I know I lost a good chunk of time because I remember my boyfriend at the time took me to meet with one of his friends and I just had no idea I ever met him before and I introduced myself and he's like we've met before and I'm like I don't yeah. remember meeting yeah, it must you must be so strange it's yeah. really weird I had deja vu for years yeah. like mm-hmm. it, like well into my 20s I kept getting deja vu about things like all the time yeah. and I think it's just like you know little bits of my memory that I had lost that I just like kind of pick up on I read a book too that I don't remember any of mm-hmm. um, so I did have some memory problems nothing profound nothing that really affected me deeply but definitely lost some time and lost um, just some, some things. And that deja vu thing drove me nuts for years. Yeah, <laughs> I'd always that. had deja vu. <laughs> so you went back uh, into grade 12 Yeah. after. Yeah. 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 So you did uh, so well. Like, yeah. You graduated I'm on so time. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you lost a lot of that. I mean, you were five months yeah. dealing with that. And, and I only I, did English when I was in there, too. I only did like one or two courses when I was yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, like Cell, I would go to the school cell comp and pick up your stuff yeah and then we'd take it into you and then you'd work on it in there yeah but you you did amazing to come through that um at the same time ironically enough we were just talking about this how uh my sister had breast cancer while colon was going through his stuff and when amy was going through her stuff yeah my dad had colon cancer yeah 
Pile so, it on, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was oh, all at the same God. time. Yeah. They were each in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I really think that I didn't even fully deal with your stuff. Yeah. Like for years after. Well, we I were would so even, busy. Yeah, even like, slightly mention you yeah. being sick. I would just break down. Like yeah. I couldn't even talk. And it was instant. Yeah. Um, I don't think we even processed it because we were, not only was dad sick, but then mom went through a hard time. Um, with her mental health during that time too. Yeah. So it was all three at the same time. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was trying and that was probably hard on you too. For I sure. mean, and, uh, and then on top of it, I mean, you know, Cohen was five years old, six, whatever, right? So yeah. we had school with him and all that too. Yeah. So we're tr- and we're trying to keep some sense of normalcy, normalcy with him. And yeah, yeah it was, uh, but I, uh, you know, I'll, it's funny that I'm, I'm looking at the computer that we gave you for your great 12th grad, <laughs> yeah, your dad true. and, and, uh, and we, yeah, chipped in and bothered, but, uh, you know, like when you graduated, that was just like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was awesome. We're so proud of you. And it was, uh, you know, and it was like at Shaw or a conference center yeah, or whatever. It was big, big giant. Yeah. Family came. It was really yeah, nice. We had that yeah. dinner at Earl's before. Yeah. I think it was Earl's, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so. Do, but do you remember a point where you, you, or was it just so gradual that like when you found like, oh, like or if you look back and thought, oh, I would have done this before, but now I'm doing this or want to do this? Um, not, it wasn't, it's hard to say. I, I don't think at the time I really truly realized it, but when I think back and I read back, there was a pretty, not super gradual, but it wasn't super fast either, but there's definitely a big shift in the way I was even writing and thinking about things. Cause I started thinking, I started recognizing, and you know, when I came back from ECT and I started Wellbutrin, I also started um, doing CBT more cognitive behavioral mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. And I also started recognizing all the distortions. And I, even though I, I wrote like, and I think I'm not able to change this. I don't know how recognizing this is helping me. It was in the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. And I was able to actually have those, realizations like okay maybe i'm thinking about this wrong i don't know how to change it but i am thinking about this in a distorted manner yeah and that shifted after when i came back into the glenn rose a second time okay. and that was a big i think a big change um and then from there it was pretty gradual but it was a, just a steady in, incline i guess okay did they work the, quite a bit with you at the glenn rose with that well before i went into the alex i they were doing like group cognitive behavioral therapy and then I left and then I missed the rest of the group I and then see. when I oh, came okay. back I had a, like a one-on-one with the girl that did it mm-hmm. um, and I think that was almost better for me because I got to have a little more um, sure. time but yeah they worked I don't know I think it was like once a week we did it yeah okay but um, did you have uh, psychology after like when you came out I don't remember must have taking I you anywhere though just seen Dr. Ravi. Yeah once a once a month every couple oh, months we kept following up right yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess see yeah I, um, and then you had to follow up with Parsons a time or so too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh. We, yeah, we, that, that we ended up with the same and he is, I don't want to say he's a different person now because he's clearly the same person, but our experience with him, with Cohen, it could be because he's a yeah, boy, they had could the be same, because he's older, but same psychiatrist because of the ECT. That's why. Yeah. Uh, while we got him, we didn't have a choice. Well, I think he's kind of the guy, right? Well, we got him because that's who we got when he got admitted. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah. we had another psychiatrist that Cohen had Initially, outside, but but he just took him on once we got yeah. in the hospital, you got who you got. Yeah, 
Do you remember the thing he said? I remember a lot of things that he said. <laughs> I, Isn't that something? You can remember those things, eh? Like, yeah, no, I remember. I, I, some of the things that he said came after my treatment. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he maybe said beforehand, but I remember um, he asked me if I thought I was self-centered. And I said, yes, I do. I think I'm very self-centered. He's like, I think you are too. Yeah. And I remember just like, oh my God, <laughs> like just cut me like deep yeah. in went in a spiral about how... I am self-centered and I'm doing this for me and I'm torturing everybody around me. I don't me even think I knew that. Me and, yeah. yeah. And then he also told me I was pudgy when I got admitted. Oh, that's the I one was, I always that's think That's the yeah. one we knew about. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. dropping weight because of the medication I was on. Yeah. And then he's, he told me anyway that was like, yeah. I was pudgy. And then I dropped a lot of weight and I actually had my weight monitored for quite a while after that. Oh. Hopefully he didn't say, oh, you look good now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you went in well, no, for a like, follow-up with him, it, and I remember you coming out, and I'm asking you, how did it go? Because I told you, make sure you talk to him about your weight loss, because you had lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And you did, and he said, well, you were pudgy. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, like just so just, dismissive. I think I did. I, well, I did talk to Dr. Ravi about it yeah. after. But what do you do? I mean, I like, was like, wow, this is not cool. No. Uh, but yeah. again, you run into this, right? You talk about self-centered, like... Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and the funny thing is, you know, now, I mean, we know he has a, a daughter, you know, and going to school. I think she's probably, well, she's younger than you, but she's older than Cohen, right? So, um, well, maybe that helped him a little well, bit. Well, I was just wondering, like, dude. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we didn't, when we knew we were going to have him, we were, of course, we were upset like, uh -oh. initially. <laughs> we were very upset, but we didn't want to taint Cohen, so yeah. we didn't say anything. Well, we I mean, just he, let him have the meeting. And then we asked Cohen after, how would you think of him? <laughs> I think he said he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he said something that, yeah. like that. Yeah, but not Cohen, the yeah. worst. But then, of yeah. course, Cohen wasn't in a good frame either. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, oh, no. But you know what? He did well with us for Cohen. He still is, actually. Yeah, we're yeah very, he's still very with him. And yeah. we're, we're thankful for him now yeah. because he's really helped us through. Yeah. Um, some stuff and he's willing to maintain a relationship with Cohen to help him transition yeah. if he needs to, to an adult psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. So, but then when you got 18, you got another psychiatrist. Yeah. And you liked him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was really good. I seen yeah. him for many years until he transitioned out of like adult psychiatry as in he moved into geriatric psychiatry. Oh, okay. okay. And he said at that point, um, you've been doing well for years and I don't think you need to have another psychiatrist. Right. Like, okay. And, and you maintain basically the same meds throughout your adulthood, right? Like until you changed on your own with pregnancy or... Yeah, I stayed on Wellbutrin for over 10 years. Um, I adjusted my dose here and there. Like sometimes I would go up and sometimes I would go down depending on what was like what I needed. Yeah. But for the most part, I didn't change anything until I had my first son. And I think it was like 10 months postpartum, I got really bad anxiety, just general anxiety. Oh, yeah. 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 So I went on Ciprolex. Uh, on With top of the Wellbutrin yeah. and that helped and that took the edge off and I was on it for a few months and then I decided I was I needed to, to try getting off of it yeah and then I was on the Wellbutrin again until I had my second son and then in the postpartum period I had postpartum depression and I had to figure out what was going to work and I had been kind of considering because throughout my pregnancy I struggled a lot so I was considering trying something new anyway so I ended up going off of it um, and then I haven't been on anything since, which yeah. is the first time since I was 16, 14, that yeah. I haven't been on anything. So yeah. Would, were you off it? You, you were on it, you said through the pregnancy half dose or something? Yeah. I, yeah. I lowered the dose, but, uh, with my obstetrician, we determined that it was best to stay on the medication yes. because yeah. 
being depressed and pregnant is worse than you know having yeah. some medication in your system. That's a dis- little, that's a discussion that you have to have with your obstetrician. But for me, that was the best. You were a little pudgy when you had a kid there. So. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> God, <laughs> terrible. Oh, yeah. funny enough. Yeah, funny and enough. you know, if you don't mind, maybe touching on the postpartum depression thing because that's pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Sally's nine months almost. May's eleven. Just or eleven. Oh, yeah. Am I saying yeah. it's going to be one in May? Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah, May twelfth. That little mm-hmm. s- sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. So I was really fortunate with my first son and we, my husband and I and family members and my doctor, we all discussed like, these are the things to watch out for. You are at an increased risk because you've had depression in the past. And luckily with my first son, motherhood transition was relatively easy. Of course, you know, the transition, but, um, I didn't have any postpartum depression, but when my second son was born, it was a lot harder because we were in the middle of COVID um, I was so sleep deprived because my toddler was going through a regression and then I had a newborn and then my husband was working 60 hours a week. So I just, now the depression was a lot different though. I will say it's not, it wasn't the same as what I experienced as a teenager mm-hmm. and even like periodically throughout my adulthood, it was quite different, but it was the same feeling of hopelessness and just everything was the same and you're waiting for your day to end only so it can start again and you don't want yeah. it to start again. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. We could see you struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was a certain point where we, we talked, well, I remember you and I talked, uh, Amy and I talked about it when we were upstairs doing something one day. And, uh, I remember asking you like, you know, are you okay? Whatever. And you told me, no, you were, you were depressed and, I think I asked you, like, what can we do? And you said, I don't know. And then I remember going home and having the conversation with Karak, like, we need to do something because yeah. she doesn't know what she needs Yeah. because she's depressed. Why are we asking her? Like, <laughs> yeah. duh. Yeah, we oh, know my better. God. Yeah. Like, what's, you know, but again, you don't always think things quite through. So... 